0: Before we get into the show, here's a quick word from HubSpot. Long hours, small teams, uninspiring content. Marketing for a startup is hard work. Thankfully, HubSpot for Startups can help you grow your business without growing your stress. Their all-in-one platform connects all your teams together. Plus, they have a bunch of resources to help you scale, and they offer discounts up to 90% off. So if you're ready to crush your marketing, look no further than HubSpot for Startups. To see how much you can save visit hubspot.com startups on today's show we keep breaking down the open ai saga because it keeps getting crazier we're sharing the best insider info from all around twitter we're breaking down our perspective and we're going to close out with how it impacts you this is marketing against the grain let's get into today's show On today's show, we are talking part two of the OpenAI Saga because, frankly, there's just too much to talk about. Kieran, I do not know how to, to process what's happening <laughs> in the world right now. I'm still wearing black. I'm still in mourning.
1: I'm actually you now feeling very vibrant and colorful again.
0: You're wearing white and black. You're in the middle. You're halfway there, <laughs> which just basically feels like where we are with this saga. We still don't actually have resolution. We recorded yesterday... Monday the 20th at 1pm. It is now Tuesday the 21st of November at 9am Eastern time. And there's been so much that
1: has transpired in less than 12 hours. Isn't it wild that we're like three plus days into the biggest technology event of our lifetime and we still haven't got an official like, here is why we did this. It is unbelievable.
0: Yeah, so it's like there are so many things here amongst the cast of characters of this story that I don't even know where to start.
1: Oh, the script write-in is amazing. We're going to find out that Martin Scorsese is on the board of (laughs) OpenAI. He joined in secret, and he has been writing this whole thing behind the scenes.
0: Kieran, I want to show you my favorite tweet about this. Before we get into the cast of characters, I want to show you, there's a gentleman named Julian Lear. I like who Julian is welcome to come on the pod just for this idea. He posted this idea in 2020 and resurfaced it today, and it's basically like, perhaps VC should buy the movie rights to the startups they invest in as a hedge against their biggest portfolio failures. Basically, his lead-in is a uh, founder's job is essentially to create the most compelling narrative of what their company will look like in 10 to 20 years' time. It's not lying. It's telling pre-truths. Being contrarian just means that you can come up with a novel fantasy plot no one else has thought of yet. That's good writing, first of all. Congrats to him. But this is a genius idea, by the way.
1: Oh, I'm telling you, let me bring back Web3 to the podcast. (laughs) I think there is a blockchain idea here where you actually start a company, you have an AI assistant, AI assistant documents the company as it grows, it turns it into a story, that story gets put on the blockchain, there's a marketplace, people can bid for the official rights to that story. And the more interest in the company as it gets more press, the more people are going to bid for that official story over time. There should be a marketplace of like startup stories and you can buy and sell them in the background to make sure that you are hedging towards the one that actually will end up an incredible six-part series on Netflix or Apple or one of these shows.
0: Well, first of all, we lost half our audience when you said blockchain. I know. Don't, don't go, people. It's okay. I 3. It, look, Kieran and I love Web3. It's just in a quiet period of time. You know, I'm sure there'll be some stuff in the future there.
1: I just want to give a quick shout-out to the guy... Who never sold his Solana? What's Solana at now? <laughs> it's 60. I didn't sell mine either. Oh, don't call it a comeback. Dude, I found a wallet that I hadn't seen and uh, I hadn't even looked at in a long time. And I'm like, I've got some real money in there now. So it's pretty cool. Well,
0: that's exciting. So, or more simply, to your idea, it just seems like the movie rights should just be distributed by percent of ownership of the cap table.
1: Mm, Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, Right? Like, like whatever the cap table is, those people should default get the movie rights as part of their investment, the founders, the VCs, angels, whatever. And then whatever the profits are from the movie, the production, residuals, they just get split in those percentages across all those people. There's a lot. We should just book this in as just part of how you do startups in
1: the future, right? Right. This is, um, you know, Marvel has really run its course. It's really started to peter out of the box office this is the new Marvel. Well, and imagine- Dork superheroes. And imagine- (laughs) Bring on the dorks. It would cause the best (laughs)
0: entertainment because all of the early venture capitalists and shareholders would be pushing to sell the movie rights earlier when they had a higher percentage of ownership versus like waiting. And so companies would be doing just like, entertaining crazy things at the seed and a stage just to like get their movie rights sold and to have a great second
1: season great third season you imagine all of us piling into the cinema popcorn one hand laptop in the other hand creating ai bots on twitter (laughs) and on twitter with the third hand well even when we're in the same room with each other like tweeting about the actual movie that we're watching it would get like A lot of attention.
0: Sadly, I think you're right. Okay, so that is our sidebar on startups and movie rights because this OpenAI saga has been like watching a movie. Now, let's get to the events of the last few days. Let's. I want to start with the hero of this story. There are two heroes of this story right now: Sam Altman and Satya Nadella. Satya Nadella is who I want to start with first, who is the CEO of Microsoft he did a little bit of a media tour yesterday afternoon here and after yeah, he recording he talked to kira swisher he talked to emily chang on bloomberg and you know what the big takeaway is he still does not have any answer <laughs> from true. the board of directors as why. to why this happened
1: i saw um, there was one tweet he still has no explanation and just flat out said i have gotten no explanation for what has happened he played a, an incredible pr game because he covered all of his bases. He said, yes. if Sam and Greg come here, it's going to be awesome. If Sam and Greg go back to OpenAI... Hold on, hold on. That's the second part of this. The Sam and Greg going to Microsoft thing that we talked about yesterday isn't official. And I think it could be used as a forcing function to like force the board to resign. Like We're really serious about this. We'll blow the company up. We're going to get to that in a minute. He also covered his base where he said, I have not been told the why. I have not been communicated. So in my mind, Correct. Sam... Is an incredible leader because no one has given me any other reason to doubt that now there was like a tweet going around this morning where an employee within OpenAI who was remaining anonymous said there was two i don't know if you caught that tweet no eli gave two reasons for why the board did this and both of them were incredibly odd one of them was he gave the same project to two people and then the other reason that was given was he give different opinions about someone within the company to two members of the board right he told someone on the board his opinion of that person in one way and Told another member of the board that opinion was very different in another way. Both of those things happen every day in work. Well, are we firing every CEO <laughs> in the world now? Is, is, is this, is this every what's happening? Is any manager listening to this? Not just every, every single person who manages anyone is listening yeah, to this. And I was going to say, any manager that's the in bar. The world. I'm giving people the same work all the time by mistake. I'm like giving different opinions about people all the time. <laughs> that's the bar, let's just call it a day. We'll all become individual contributors. Let's just like reset it. Back to zero. Well, in fact, I'd make the argument that if things like that aren't happening, you're not being aggressive enough and moving fast enough. How many times when you're moving fast have you done that? Like it's just like yeah. part of natural growth. With you personally, maybe a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> Always the <a> different opinions. <laughs> ah, oh, no, Kieran's doing great. He's a great guy. Kieran's a total jerk. He's an asshole. <laughs> and both of them are right. And I actually don't mind. <laughs>
0: depends if you catch depends him playing tennis. Depends or not.
1: what day. So yeah, that was the closest I had seen on Twitter to the why, but I just cannot, for the life of me, believe that that was given as a serious reason why.
0: No, so you have the CEO of Microsoft being forced to do a media tour and being like, hey, still this happened on Friday, it's Monday afternoon, I still do not know what's happening, which is wild. Wild. Wild in itself.
1: This is a $90 billion
0: company. This is not like Yes, this is a company that was valued at 90 billion dollars. <laughs> right, 90 billion. Well, let's talk about the other hero of our story, Sam Altman. At the time that Sacha is going on and doing this, 710 of 770 employees at OpenAI had signed the letter that they would leave and go to Microsoft with Sam and Greg. So, that to me is mind-blowing. A key side character in this whole story is Paul Graham who is Sam Altman's mentor, founder of Y Combinator, and he had a great tweet on this. The idea of a standoff between three board members and 95% of an organization's employee is so unprecedented that it seems almost grammatically ill-informed. I wouldn't have thought such a thing was even possible. If 95% doesn't count as a vote of no confidence, what number would? (laughs)
1: There has to just be the most incredible why. Like I just cannot wrap my head around how three people would do this, unless, like, really, I'm like, I'm being really serious. Like Sarah Connor arrived in one of their houses. And
0: like, I love that you <laughs> had to <laughs> preface this with like I am this is me being really serious. No, like I'm
1: telling you, like it has to be like you are three people destroying an entire organization of people who all want to work together on Thursday during the day, as far as we know, normal day. Friday they decide to destroy the company and never give a why. I think there has to be an incredible why or these three people don't have a career? Like, how How could you ever have a career in Silicon Valley? You're this? basically
0: saying that the three board members of OpenAI are either the worst board members in the history of humanity, where they are like trying to save humanity.
1: <laughs> There's no imbe- Yeah, it has to be opposite end of the spectrum. Because if it's just the, hey, this person managed this person ineffectively, then I don't think it warrants like, let's blow the company up. Not just blow the company up. Do you want to like touch on, I think the craziest addition to this story
0: oh before we get to the craziest stick stick around for the craziest i want to do one other paul graham thing because i think it's important and i think it tells you why this story is still happening so this is a post from brian who shared a write-up from paul graham from 2009 this is 2009 and this is what paul graham said about sam altman sam altman can't be stopped by such flimsy rules if he wants to be on this list he's going to be He says, honestly, Sam is, along with Steve Jobs, the founder I refer to most when I'm advising startups. On questions of design, I ask, what would Steve do? But on questions of strategy or ambition, I ask, what would Samma do? What I learned from meeting Samma is that the doctrine of the elect applies to startups. It applies way less than most people think. Startup investing does not consist of trying to pick winners the way you might in a racehorse, but there are a few people with such force of will that they are going to get whatever they want. Right. And so basically what he's saying is that like he has never seen, this is one of the most prolific startup investors in the world, he's never seen a more determined, more relentless founder than Sam Altman, which tells me this is why this is happening. Exactly. Right? Exactly. He is not going to let go of his company, which Kieran validates the prediction you made on part one of the show, which is like, he's going to get OpenAI back. Right. But, but I think this I think an it's, amazing characterization of a human who has legitimately by somebody credible been compared to Steve Jobs. Very, very few humans. And this is one of them.
1: And it's not on his designs as well, as this is on his relentless execution of being a founder. But I think it speaks to both reasons it's happened. I think it speaks to the reason it likely happened that the board. Yes, maybe let him go because from all of the descriptions of Sam, he is one of the most ambitious founders and CEOs in the world, but he is the most ambitious and founder of a nonprofit whose entire mission is to bring AGI slowly and safely to humanity, whether you agree or disagree like that is the core mission of the company. So you can see there's going to be some friction at some point in time where the CEO of that company is the most ambitious founder, the most wants to succeed founder since Steve Jobs. And so you could see those two things rubbing up against each other. You still need a pretty great why to like blow up the company, let, let the founder go. But then to your point, I've always thought even yesterday, I said, this is from everything I've heard about him. I don't see him allowing this to happen. Like Paul Graham had a great quote about Sam. And he said, like, if you dropped him into an island of cannibals <laughs> he would come out five days later and he would be king like he's just an incredible strategist an incredible deal maker so i still am pretty like I, i'm like 90 percent, maybe more that this all just goes away goes away and open ai is exists in the same form with a new board I,
0: I think i've moved to that camp with you we'll be right back but let me tell you about a podcast from our network truth Lies and Workplace Culture is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, your audio destination for business professionals. Join husband and wife team, Al and Leanne Elliott, as they dispel myths, impart wisdom, and answer all your questions about finding, keeping and motivating great people. Their audience loves the show's unique blend of theory and practice, which helps business owners and leaders simplify consumer psychology. If you enjoy learning what makes people tick, then this is the show for you. Recently, they did an amazing episode on what makes your team say yes, exploring the psychology of influence. Phil Agnew shares his rich experience in behavioral science and delves into the intricate psychology of influence. They explore the fine line between influence and manipulation, uncovering how subtle cues and messaging impact team decision-making and motivation. Whether you're a leader, marketer, or anyone interested in the art of intelligence, this episode is packed with strategies and psychological principles to understand and harness the power of yes in teams and organizations. Listen to Truth, Lies, and Workplace Culture wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, I know you want to get to your favorite storyline of the biggest plot twist of the last 20 hours. And I think we should show this tweet from Paticus. Patrick Campbell, friend of the pod. Shout out, Patrick. But what happened is apparently OpenAI approached It's competitor and rival Anthropic about a merger. So the board goes to Anthropic about a merger to get the Anthropic CEO to be the new CEO
1: of OpenAI. That is just incredible that a board can say, yeah, let's... Oh, and
0: by the way, his commentary is amazing. Apparently, FTX owns
1: 20% 20
0: of Anthropic. And so then FTX would own like seven and a half to nine and a half billion dollars oh, be free. of open AI.
1: Man, Sam Blackman fried was an absolute entrepreneurial genius. He's going to spend <laughs> the rest of his life in jail, but he made this an incredible... Like, everyone should have just laid off. He, he had it all figured out after all. This <laughs> incredible. So wild, best, dude. It's probably going to be worth like five to 10 billion.
0: The crazy thing is that the board tried to merge with their top competitor. Okay,
1: this this is wild. There's one thing that your board is saying the CEO is not aligned to your mission, saying the CEO has done something egregious that is like against our values, saying the CEO is not performing the duty that we expect him to perform. But you can't just decide to merge the company. No. Of all of the things that happen, this is the most mind-blowing to me that you can just say, hey, we three people who... Other than the Quora guy who's really just set up a large SEO AdSense site. I know he was in Facebook before that, but that's all Quora really is. We're going to get to him in a second. He's another character The, here. the others didn't even have, they never created a company, never started a company. How can they have the gall to say, we believe we should actually take your company and merge it with your closest competitor? That to me is like, I'm out, right? Like, unless again, they come up with, okay, well, what happened was the plot to Terminator actually happened to me last week. It was all playing out. And so we had to pull the plug. That's the only thing that would bring me back around to saying this board had a why that I could maybe like see some merit in, but I don't think it's going to happen.
0: Well, so here's my take on the anthropic merger plot line, Karen, which is, it feels like they were trying to do two things. Solidify a leadership position and not lose employees. Which I could maybe understand strategically, but they were trying to make sure that Sam didn't have an open door back. Right. Like it makes it feel very personal. Exactly. It makes it feel like they were doing something so that there was no backsies, that Sam could never overthrow what they did and get back and run OpenAI. It's like, oh, no, OpenAI, as you knew it, is not even going to exist anymore. And so there's nothing to come back to,
1: which is wild. Right. Wild. So cut to Adam D'Angelo, who founder of Quora. Quora is this cool platform Q&A site. It really is a SEO arbitrage business. They've never really been able to monetize. I know he was ex-meta. I actually don't know exactly his job. He was the CTO of Facebook. Okay. So he's, he he's is Zuckerberg
0: and <laughs> he is Dustin Moskovitz yeah. and everybody and Ama and Assad from Replit. All these people work deeply together at Facebook in the early days.
1: Right. So uh, so he, they went on to launch Quora. I'm not on Quora because they've done a good job, but they launched this in October. And this is basically the GPT store carbon copy, right? That you can go in, you can create your own bot, And then there's a creator platform where you can basically buy and sell these bots. This is three weeks before the GPT store launched. Now, the odd thing is that this is one of your board members and now actually one of your closest competitors because you've just launched their product. So there is some rumors that like that could be one of the reasons that this happened. Again, that wouldn't be a great why, but maybe he managed to figure out a why to get the other board members on board. But that's character number one is Adam D'Angelo, who's... Uh, face. Oh, hold on. A point
0: on that, Kieran, is that Nick Carter here had a good tweet around, like, Elon Musk, Holden Karnofsky, and Reid Hoffman all left the OpenAI board at various points due to conflicts. Oh, the
1: conflicts, yeah. Yet
0: Adam D'Angelo, who's clearly, conflict. impressively conflicted, stayed on. Right. right. Which is, you know, I think an interesting thing to point out is, like, if those three people were on the board, we wouldn't be talking about this. Yeah. No. right? No. And so, part of the reason you've had all this changeover on the board is conflict, but we did not, you know, why didn't we also have that same thing happen? One other thing on Adam before we go to Dustin Moskowitz, who is another character in the story. So, Amaj, who is the founder of Replit. Very well thought of entrepreneur says I have known Adam D'Angelo for many years. And although I've not spoken to him in a while, the idea that he went crazy or is being vindictive over some feature overlap or any other rumor seems just wrong. It's best to withhold judgment until more information comes out.
1: I agree with that because the feature that they launched, GPT store. I I totally agree with that. Give us the more information. information. What What is holding you back from giving some basic information to everyone? Right. It is incredible. But the reason I agree with that is because that GPT store feature is a very competitive feature. OpenAI are not the only ones to do that. Poe, which is Quora's version of that, is not the only one to do that. There's going to be a whole slew of competitors totally. it out for, for that category. So I don't think he cares that OpenAI did that. I think he probably had prior notice that they were doing that. And I'm sure he expected to have a ton of competition for the very same use case.
0: Correct. So I'm willing to be a fair person and reserve all judgment on Adam D'Angelo, who's one of the three board members who's holding this up. But at some point, you have to provide information. It's not like it's been 10 hours, 12 hours, 24 hours. We're on like day four of this going on, right? Like you can provide – I'm not talking much – a few sentences. Right, like If you have the CEO of one of the most valuable companies in the world coming out being like, I don't know why this happened, that is a problem. It's wild. And I, quite frankly, am very skeptical and not very trustworthy of anybody who's involved in that situation and isn't willing to provide some type of clarity, right?
1: Unless it's just, again, unless it's just so... I love,
0: you are hedging <laughs> with the Terminators and the AI futurist. Well, I just
1: have to, I have to just, because I literally can't think of another reason that you couldn't have said something, right? So, I, again, I'm just hedging that it's either so like minute for the reason they did that. And then you just look at it and go, well, there was something just personal here or it's so ginormous (laughs) that they don't want to like freak the world out, which I don't think it is because the new CEO who came in from Twitch really went to the trouble of like within his Twitter announcement saying this was not a safety concern.
0: Yes. So there's one other layer to this that came out. Uh, This is a post from friend of the pod, Ginny underscore AI, And I love her framing. It's season four. We have a new character. It's like each day is a season of this story. And Dustin Moskowitz, who was co-founder of Facebook, who's founder of Asana, really strong technologist and entrepreneur, really well-respected. This is a screenshot of Reddit. So... Take this with a grain of salt, but it's outlining that Moskowitz and D'Angelo are friends. So uh, he and Helen Toner and, and Tasha McCauley, he's got connection to all three of these board members. And is there a chance that he's involved and influencing in the background is basically the gist of this. And I don't know or not, but... What I know for sure is there's a bunch of ex-Facebook people involved in the background of this yeah, story. There's
1: a lot of ex-meta. Right? Ex-mates. And I don't know yeah. what's
0: going to happen, but there's a lot happening here. And it's going to be wild.
1: Shamath must know. They're all in Pod. We'll have a hot exclusive this week. No,
0: I'll, look, Sam is going to go on the all-in pod. Yeah. Sam or could is going to go on the all-in pod on yeah. Friday and blow this up.
1: I will say um, there's going to be some great Twitter spaces. Like, again, it does show some of the value of X as a platform. Jason Calacanis and David Sachs and a bunch of people jumped on over 5,000 people so again, <laughs> this really is a moment in time for nerds. I think we are getting a full series of succession in a very small amount of time. The other one thing I will just call out is <laughs> one of the funny things that some of the OpenAI employees are doing are like, I think maybe you did show this yesterday, but I've seen it a bunch now. I Okay, I'll go to Microsoft, but I'm not using Teams. And then <laughs> yeah. Benioff is like, hey, join a Salesforce. And they're like, look, I like Slack, but I'm not going to a company that owns Tableau. They're never going to figure out AGI. <laughs> so the employees know they're in demand. They don't have to like worry about upsetting anyone.
0: But to be clear for everybody, there are two outcomes here. Either the OpenAI team, basically all of them, and some of which who are in very dire visa situations and risking some amount of personal uncertainty to move to Microsoft. Either they're going to move to Microsoft and keep the work going, or Sam's going to figure out a way to get back in and run OpenAI. I think those are the only two outcomes right. here. Because I'm an optimist, Karen, as we've said many times on the show. And I tweet yesterday, and Brian, co-founder of HubSpot, responded, so I wanted to share those. I actually think the silver lining of all of this is that you've taken our most brilliant AI minds and you've catalyzed them together through a traumatic event. Right. And now they are going to be tighter than ever and work even better and harder together. Do you agree with that? Right, I agree with that. So no matter where this happens, I actually think the board has failed. Because if they're worried about this accelerating too quickly, this is accelerating faster than it was. Right. Their intervention increased acceleration of AGI instead of decreasing it.
1: I'm still very, very confident that the most likely scenario is... They all get back together at OpenAI, and this is a footnote in their success that they have in the future. I think
0: Brian had a good categorization. He's like, it seems clear that there are two tribes, the altruist, Ilya, anthropic, etc., and the capitalist, Sam Satya. And so there's a little bit of a divide between the capitalist and the altruist, which is part of how we've gotten here.
1: Right. So the other winner I want to bring up is the person who has covered this best on Twitter. This
0: is Chris Blake? Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Chris Blake is a winner of this saga. He might be the main, one of the main winners, like just hit after hit. He totally is. (laughs) This is one of the funniest ones. He's done so many good ones. Like, so he's asking for the best recipe for a cooking, a delicious Thanksgiving turkey. And then PT is like, hey, bud, can you ask this again later? It's me, Jeff, the last engineer here. And there's just a lot going on today. We'll get back to you shortly as soon as I figure out how these GPUs work. <laughs> and then he goes down here and he does a follow-up. And he's like, <laughs> he asks, Grok, I want to know how to cook a delicious Thanksgiving turkey. And Jeff at OpenAI has been unhelpful. <laughs> can you help me? Uh, what's the best recipe? And then it just goes in and gives the rest recipe. But like he's just <laughs> been cranking out the hits. So for as long as this lasts, he is a good person to follow on Twitter if you want to have some Some fun.
0: He's got some great entertainment value. Well, look, we're doing two entertaining shows this week because this story is everything because it's Thanksgiving and you don't want us to go deep dive on marketing and tech nerdery right before you're about to eat a bunch of turkey. You want some good sugar holiday sugar podcast for the car ride to the in-laws, right? And so what would you tell the average person going into the holiday here in the States or the rest of the week around the world of like, what should they be taking away, thinking about this, et cetera?
1: I think diversification in AI is good. There's a lot of models. I think OpenAI will be back together, will still be the premium model, but it is not bad to start to make sure that you have two, three models that you can plug into, play with. So I think there is diversification in models that would be the core lesson for a business, right? That you don't need to build on a single API. You can actually build in a way where you can plug and play into different models. And this is a good example of why you should do that. The second lesson for all of us marketers, I think are like, own the story, right? We talked about this yesterday. I think the more you can own the story, regardless if you win or lose, at least you're in the battle, but you're never in the battle if someone else writes your story for you. And the third one is like, this is a very early stage space, This space is like maybe 24 months at the most, at the most old in terms of like, the shift from the companies that were wrapping around the APIs to now the kind of companies that are being built today and the type of products that are being built on top of the large language models that exist today. So it is a fast moving space and you have to be prepared for a lot of turbulence, a lot of change. And that's just part and parcel of these kind of platform shifts, these paradigm shifts. And so they're my kind of three takeaways that I would have for people who are trying to follow along. And the fourth is like, have some fun with it. Stories like this only happen once in a lifetime in tech. So like go will have some fun, create some fun memes and just join in.
0: Well, if you're listening to this pod, you're going to a family gathering and you're gonna be the most knowledgeable person about this at the family gathering, right? And I think what you should tell everybody is in I'm talking to the listeners in the US, like our country is divided, and this is like a great example of it. You've got some people who are very altruistic and want nothing but the best of this technology regardless of any economic implications and there you have a group of people who are like hey I think you can have great economic implications that benefit our society as long as alongside the technology and advances and I'm in the latter camp I think you can have both I think you have a CEO in Sam Altman, who I have seen no information that he has done anything other than try to be a remarkable person and a remarkable founder. And the reason you know that is because over 700 people will follow him, not just to a new startup, but to Microsoft, <laughs> right? Like to a big established company, what they're probably not excited to be a part of, but they're going to do that because they believe in Sam and they believe in Greg. And all the jokes aside, My biggest takeaway from this story is that, like, character matters. Doing the right thing for people over and over again means that when you need them, they show up for you, right? Like, they show up for you in a way that you would never expect. Early on, I think Sam had a tweet or something that said, like, this process has been, like, being alive at his own eulogy, right? Because it's been people talking about how he impacted their life, and... When you're going into kind of the end of the year, starting a new year, I think taking a minute and reflecting on that and being like, oh, what would people say about me? Am I showing up as a leader, as a partner, as a wife, husband, what have you, the way that I should be to have the people by my side when something that I can't even control, but it's terrible, it happens, right? And I think that might not be a tech marketing answer, but man, I look at all of this and like, that is the thing that blows me away. Right. That it's very, it would be very easy if Sam and Greg and the team were not good people for everybody to turn on them. Right. And the exact opposite happened.
1: You've inspired me. I'm going to go and ask everyone that I know, inclusive of my parents, if I go and join Microsoft, will you come join me?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Your parents will for sure say yes.
1: The dogs will say yes. You know, there's some people might not say yes, but there's your brothers some
0: other folks probably (laughs) will say no. (laughs) But look, I think that is going to be one of the enduring lessons from all of this. I'm hoping by the end of this week that we have some good clarity and that Sam is back at the helm of OpenAI. I think you and I are like, hey, let's diversify and work with lots of models, but let's not slow down the work we're doing on OpenAI because we still believe believe in the future of OpenAI and even though it's been a sad few days, we're still optimistic about the long term. Right. 100%. All right. This has been Marking Against the Grain. Hope that everybody has an amazing Thanksgiving. We'll be back with you after the break, and we'll talk to you real soon.